Bibles, if you would, to Psalm 73. About me, I guess I uh, pastored for the last four years, and um, prior to that, I worked with teenagers. So there's no, as far as I know, no permanent damage. Uh, but nevertheless, you gotta bear with me. Maturity levels sometimes I, I struggle, and uh, when you. When you were, any, how many have had teenagers before? Oh, see, yeah, everybody's like, oh boy, yeah, okay. Anyway, so yeah, so you just, if if I sputter nonsense, you just got to bear with me, you know, just wait it out, eventually, the Lord willing, I'll, I'll come around, but, um, but the Lord has given me a, there's just certain things that, that you have to preach, or that and I know, I'm sure brother knows, there's just things that God gives you that you're like, it's, it's something that you know that that's the message that God gives somebody. And I like, and, and this is the messages that, that God's given me. And, and they deal with depression. And um, I, told, I told your pastor, I don't know if I want to be known as, as my specialty as de- being dep- depressed or having or depression but the lord's given me insight and given me a i guess a testimony and i don't know if i'll be able to share that with you today but at least um i think often the spiritual side of depression gets completely passed by in our day and age and they go straight to what kind of we what can we give you? Uh, what kind of medicine or what kind of uh, uh, concoctions that we can get? And, and I don't get me wrong. I under, that I know that there's a place uh, for that for medical, but 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 there's also a place for spiritual. In fact, it should be priority a spiritual aspect of depression. But I want to look at a guy to this morning. Um, brother, what time do y'all kind of split for? Okay, no problem. Um, we see a, a psalmist, Psalm 73, his name is Asaph, okay? Uh, often we don't have a lot more info to go on than what you see in most of your Bibles there with Psalm 73, a psalm of Asaph. <laughs> that's, what, that's how much we, oftentimes that's how much we know that he was a psalmist and his name was Asaph. But it's interesting because Asaph has something to say here. And I think it's something that we can take with us. And I think uh, Asaph is one of those individuals that if you're like me, I can relate. I can relate with Asaph. Asaph and I could probably be good friends <laughs> because he said he starts it out with with truly God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But verse two, it's interesting because he starts it out with, but as for me, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. And we see 
there's a reason why his feet are gone, when his steps, why he's not okay. And when he looks at other people, and if you're, if you're, uh, I guess if you're human, you can often, <laughs> you'll look at someone else and think, I wish I was like them, or I wish I had what they had, or I wish I, I see God being good to them, but as for me, I'm on it. I, I'm just, I remember when I first uh, was say I was saved at the age of 16, and uh, I I kind of lived, you know, I, well, kind of out of my car and, you know, how teenage teenage years. But I remember starting going to church after I got saved, the country church. And you're kind of unfamiliar with how churches work, you know. And as a teenager, you're not too bright as it is. And so you're trying to figure out, like, well, you know, where do you stand? How do you how do you dress? You know, like with this, you know, you you try and you're you're still not too smart. Reminding you're not too smart, and yet you here you are here I am going to church, and oftentimes a lot of the guys were older. The men in the church were older, and you know, I remember them in a prayer group on Wednesdays. Uh, the the men would break off into a set, you know to you know most of them were in there. Uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, and stand and pray in a circle, and here I am, 16 years old, and they're going on and on and on, and, and you know, you get around the circle to where I was, and I thought, uh, pretty much ditto what they all said, you know, it's like there's, I like, I think you all covered it all, I don't know if there's anything, you know, it, it, you don't know how to act when you're in church, it's like, as a, as a teenager, it's like, well, <laughs> and then sometimes I would just like, Pat the guy, you know, like, let's just keep this going. We've been at this for a half an hour. There's nothing else to pray about. That's what I thought as a teenager. But as for me, you know, but as for me, that we're at different stages. We don't always think, we don't always think that things are the way they really are. Um, and we'll tell on my son, I, I, had to, I have to use this as an illustration, because this happened yesterday, okay, if you're not, I don't know how many deer hunt before, or have deer hunted. So my son, he shoots at a doe, it's a, there's a, this early rifle season they're doing this year here in Missouri, so he shoots, what he thinks he shoots at a doe, he thinks he shoot, hits a doe, and uh, he He's walking to go find this deer that he has now shot and uh, wandering around seeing, trying to find if there's a, a trail of blood or anything. And then he finds a dead deer. He sets his backpack down. He sets his back, everything down. He pokes the deer. Yep, that's a dead deer. But he decides, well, he's got more than one tag. He's going to go all around. He's going to maybe do some more hunting while, while. So he goes and he uh, goes about, what, 30, 40 yards away? Sees another deer, shoots that deer, and shoots that deer, goes and gets, you know, find that deer right there. Where he, so he goes back to get his pack and such, calls his brother, They're going to, you know, we'll put these, get these deer all taken care of. And the original deer is now gone. <laughs> Things aren't always as they seem. This deer has now, like, I, I, I named it Lazarus, the, this Lazarus deer is now gone. This deer is gone. And he, so they're, they, they're calling me. The, you know, 
20s. Okay, how many have kids in their 20s or have had kids in their 20s? Yeah, you got that look on your face like, oh, yeah. Anyway, they're calling me. This deer is now gone. There's no blood trail. It is now healed. It's a miracle. This deer is gone. And so this goes on. So they go ahead and take care of the the one deer that they have found. And um, we live around a lot of Amish over by Stockton, a lot of Amish neighbors. And they're allowed to hunt on, on some of our properties. And um, they run into one of the Amish, <laughs> Amish boys, one of the teenagers. And uh, you haven't seen a, a, a deer around, have you? Like there's, a, there's, a, there's a, like a doe that's, that's miraculously healed. And they said, oh, yeah, my sister shot, my sister shot one. And uh, he, she saw you. Go get the other deer, and this Amish girl snuck in and stole this deer away while he was looking the other way. She sneaks and and drags this deer, and and it disappears, and so things aren't always as they seem. But Asaph, he said, my feet were gone, almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. Why, Why was this? Because he was envious at the foolish. He saw prosperity. If you're on your phone and you're looking at Facebook or you're looking at social media, you will get to this point. You will get envious of, of that per, those perfect lives, and it's a lie. That, that happy breakfast fun, that wasn't happy. I remember visiting my, my wife's sister uh, over at their house and... Um, they were, I remember walking in the door to get something for, for, uh, for my wife, and um, it was madhouse. It was it's kids and and food and a mess, and and that wasn't happy breakfast fun. But when you went on Facebook, you know what it was? It was happy breakfast fun. It was a lie. I was there. That was it. That was the worst. That was the worst place to be. I remember that wasn't no happy breakfast fun. But, you, but we, get, we can get envious. We can get envious, and what that does, we see Asaph, because his feet were almost gone. And if we're, if we're not, but yet, if we're consumed with what we think is a contrast, like that the, that the wicked, or that, the, or that the, uh, those that don't go to church, or having, all, having a great time, those that are not following Christ, or having a great time, and we're stuck, Doing, following, following Christ, doing what we're supposed to, and feeling like we're we're missing out, we're envious. We become envious, and then we can we can see the prosperity of the wicked, and we can get consumed. We can get consumed with this. And let's go to let's go to verse. Um, it goes on. Let's go to verse sixteen, though. He he, he kind of Asaph goes through why he kind of unloads in this this psalm about all the things that he sees and all the things that he's frustrated with all the things that seems like this is the way it is this is just the way it is i'm i i'm the one that has to take it all i'm the one that gets has to pay the bill i'm the one all this and we especially in our country right now you can look that way and think what is going on what is going on? And verse 16, when he thought, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. 
was too painful. I struggle. It's too painful. I can't handle. I can't handle thinking about all the things that are what wrong. All the things that are wrong. That this isn't right. That these, this, this, it should not be the way it is. But look at verse seventeen. Until, until, and this morning, first thing I would say to someone, especially if you, uh, and I'm not a doctor, (laughs) I'm a preacher, but I do know until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood. Then I understood what, what did he say? He understood their end. He understood what, it's not until we can get alone with God do we get to figure? Do, do we get to really figure out what's all going on? We're able to look at it with a perspective. We're able to see it with clarity. God's perfect plan, and what we think is a perfect plan ain't always what God's perfect plan is. God's perfect plan because we don't even know how to pray as we ought. The Bible says. We're not even, uh, that's in Romans chapter 8, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not, we, that we, that know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with, gra- with groanings which cannot be uttered. It was too painful. But when he went into the sanctuary, number one, if you are not having a consistent personal time with the Lord. I want to encourage you this morning to do so. Until you step into a sanctuary, and folks, finding sanctuary, it sounds easy when I'm standing up here from a pulpit. It sounds it sounds easy. Just find sanctuary. Find sanctuary. Find sanctuary with God. But we all know if you've tried it, it's not it's not that easy. It's not that easy. I, we talked about. I talked to a guy that uh, he he did his uh, Bible reading, his personal time with the Lord, and I want to encourage you: if you do not spend a personal time with the Lord, you ought to. You better if you if you struggle. <laughs> we'll call it struggle. How about that? We'll call it struggle. I'll even be nice this morning. If you struggle. Spence, you need to spend some quiet, personal time in sanctuary with the Lord. I knew a guy, he, talk, he said he did his Bible reading and his prayer time and his time with the Lord or sanctuary time with God. He said he did his in the evening. I thought I would end up in prison. Is what I thought. If I had to do my prayer time and my Bible, and my say, I guess there's a whole day between the time you wake up until you finally spend some time with the Lord or get into your Bible. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way. And I, now, if you do that, if you do that, that's fine. If you can, uh, but I, I know personally, if I do not spend time with the Lord, I'm unbearable. To myself, not counting what I do to everybody else around me. It's until I get that sanctuary. It's until I, I'm able, then I understand. Then I understand. The, the, their end, what I, what I really do is I understand 
where I'm at. I understand. And part of that is understanding that we don't always understand. That things seem this way. And through oftentimes through our lens, through our eyes, it seems that way. But we don't see how God sees. We don't see how God sees things. Uh, let's go to let's go to let's go to Psalm seventy-seven. Just go forward a few. We're going to probably come back to. We might come back to the to Psalm seventy-three, but Psalm seventy-seven and. Verse 13, Psalm 77, verse 13, verse 13 says, Thy way, O God, is in the what? Sanctuary. God's ways, God's ways in our life are, are and start with our personal time with him. And that sanctuary it should be, however you do it, it has to be law in your life. It has to, it, everything else has to wrap around your personal walk with Jesus Christ. And if, it, and if not, if you're like me, <laughs> you, you pay for it. Or, you, or, or we're, we're not where we need to be. Joshua in verse 24, he, uh, verse 15 in Joshua, he says, it, it's, if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Right? He says, you choose this day, who, who, today, who are you going to serve? Who are you going to start this day with? And oftentimes that could be, if it's with ourselves, we know in our flesh dwelleth no good thing. And our flesh dwells no good thing. If we start that day, and if we're not able to find that sanctuary, that God's way is in the sanctuary, if we're not able to start that, then we, then we will start out, well, we'll start out with the wrong perspective. We'll start out, we won't see things clearly. Um, we need to make sure that we're able to find that sanctuary. We find that sanctuary so we can get into this book, to this, these words, because these words bring clarity. These words, have, because, right, we, we think that, that we shot that doe. It seems like we'll just come back, that that's, that's exactly the way it is, and then all of a sudden, it's a super. It's it's a, su- a superhero of a deer that runs off. And in our minds, there's a lot of things that we think that until until what we see the big picture, see the big picture. And if we can't see the big picture, then we will live. A- and the older we get, I'm not going to point. Any, I'm not going to point any fingers because you're not my you're not my church. But the older we get, we can get stubborn. We can get stuck in our ways that we think the only way you can mow a yard is this way. Again, my kids are in, my boys are in their 20s, right? Okay. And the only way that, the only way that you can get anything done is this way, right? Don't, don't even try to tell me another way. 
Because this, I know this, I know, because I, I, um, I'm older. I know things. And then you're, you're, you're 20, how old are you? How old are you? Yeah. No 20, 22-year-old going to tell me how to, mow, how to mow my yard. I'll tell you how to mow the yard. But yet I'm not the one mowing the yard. And then oftentimes that, that, that we can be so set, that we can be so set in our ways that, we, that, that, when, that not even God himself can tell us anything because we won't spend enough time with him to find out. We just won't spend the time. And when we see something and we, our immediate thought is, nah, it's too, that's too much, too painful, too, that th- that's when problems can show up. That's when we can, uh, that's when we can get, off the, uh, get off the rails because we're not able to see. Let's go back to Psalm 73. Verse 25. Uh, it says, Whom, is Asaph again, Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth. There it is. My heart, that, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they are far from thee that shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go whoring from thee. Look here, verse 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. This drawing near, it's good for us to draw near unto the Lord, that, unto God. If we're, if we're able, and this is, this is, these are some of the steps, and I'll just, I've, everybody has or should have their own walk with the Lord. Because that, that he is patient. He's patient. His grace is sufficient. And that grace that's sufficient is personal. That's for you and for me. I know for myself that what I've had to do, especially when I'm facing the wrong thoughts, and I'll tell you, depression, you know where that can start? You just start thinking wrong. You just start thinking that this is the way it is, that there's no hope. Well, where, where do you find that? Where are you, where are you getting that from Scripture? You're not getting it from Scripture. Where are you getting it from? From your own thoughts. We get it from our own thinking. And if we're not able to, to, to take our thoughts and put them up against Scripture... We're, we're, we're at the, folks, you could just talk to, just go around and talk to people and ask them some crazy things. Folks, there are Bears fans out there that think ridiculous things like, like their teams are going to, their team's going to start winning anytime soon. They think ridiculous things, right? There's, there's just people that, that think all kinds of things and it's not based on truth. You're not looking, you're not dealing with truth out there. And so what I found is that, First of all, you got to get alone with God. It's got to be a daily time. And, and I want to recommend it's got to be <laughs> as immediate as you can handle. 
it's as immediate as you can handle. If you, I maybe get a cup of coffee in there. That might, that's a good, good. I, that's how I survive. Is get yourself a cup of coffee and don't do anything else until you find some sanctuary with God. Don't do anything else. But also, what's helped me is is able is to put down things and thoughts and what I what I'm feeling. I journal. I've had to learn how to journal. I've had to learn how to put things on paper. A said, folks, we read, we're reading, <laughs> we're reading words that, that God gave man, uh, God's words, but, th- but they were put down on paper. They were somebody, Asaph had to, he wrote these, he wrote this down. Are we, <laughs> are we that much better that we can't take that time and write down? And I've had to write down, and sometimes you got to be brutally honest. With your your wrong thinking, because we may not we may not get it, we may not see it, we may not understand, and I've had to be able to write down the truth and look at it, and then the scriptures say, "Yeah, that's 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 not a thing. That's stupid. <laughs> that's a stupid. That's stupid." And when you're able to take your or our Let's say our thoughts, feelings, emotions, rationale, and take them and put them right up against Scripture. Man, it doesn't. That doesn't work. Scratch, scratch, scratch. This, this is the. This is what works. This is what works. Scripture works. God works. And if we're not able to let God work. Because, oh yeah, that's, that's, that, that, that there's no way that God could be, work, could be doing something. <laughs> truly, God was good to Israel. Yeah, but as for me, no, God, God's working. God's working in our lives. He's active. He's, well, he's wanting to be actively involved in our lives. It's up to us. It's up to us to get out of the way. We need to make sure that we start becoming a lover of truth versus a lover of what we think, of our thoughts. Because when you start loving truth, then when you hear it, you don't have to like it. You just got, you don't have to, you don't have to like, you don't have to like it, you got to love it. You got to learn to love the truth. And <laughs> truth hurts. If, if, if truth, can, truth can hurt. Truth can be like, that's not the way I see things. And this world is filled with people that don't see things the right way. That, don't, that will not see it. But if we're able to get alone with God, find sanctuary. We're able to take our truth and put it up against God's truth. And whether that's right, I've, I've found that being able to put it in words, you know how it, it sounds great in your head, but then you go to write it down. That's the stupidest thing you've ever seen in your life, right? You like, like, like that can, or you write a word that you like, that's not how that spells. It, it is like, but when you, when you write down, 
Because you can say things sometimes, sometimes, and it sounds like it makes sense, and then you go to write it down, and it doesn't make that, that makes no sense. When we're able to put that up against truth, put that up against God's word, and then we, but, we're, but we love the truth more than we love our own thinking, we're on to something. Then we're, now we're on to something. Now we're, now then we're, we're able, because we're walking, we're walking with the Lord. And I'll be honest, there's times where weakness, it, it, especially if you struggle or have struggled with thoughts, wrong thoughts, struggle with depression, your strength isn't there. Like you, that what I found and and from personal experience and from even talking with folks and working with working with teenagers who struggle that you may have just enough strength to listen to scripture, like hit play on scripture <laughs> and listen and lay your head down and let God's word work. That may be where your strength's at. You got to, folks, we've got to, you, it, it's, it's you. It's more important for you versus, versus, well, so-and-so says I'm supposed to, I, I, you know, this is the, my, my Bible reading schedule. Well, are you walking with God? Is it sanctuary? Is your Bible reading, is your Bible reading schedule sanctuary? Or you just, oh, check. Got that. Check. I've seen guys that, that's, that, that memorize Psalm 119. The whole thing. And then go off and just live like the devil. And I'm like, I, I don't, I can't even find, I can't even find the minor prophets, folks. I'm telling you. Like, I'll be up here preaching, going, turn to Amos here, I'll just quote it for you. I got it down on my notes. You know, like, I, don't know, I can't even find Amos. I don't know. We'll just, I'll, just, I'll just say the verse. You know what I'm saying? I can't even find the minor prophets sometimes. And here we, here's guys that are, that, are, that, are, that are repeating things, and yet nothing. It's just like water off a duck's back. You're going to have, it, it's when you get, when we get serious enough about our walk with, with, with him, then now we're now we're starting to we're starting to dig in. Then we're starting to see some traction. Then we're starting to see like, okay, we're starting to see. Wow, that that can come from the way you were brought up. Well, I was just brought up that way. So, <laughs> so what? We were all brought up a lot of stupid. There's a lot of stupid things that are just because you were brought up doesn't mean it's right with God. And, 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 and there's so many things, well, that's just the way I am. Uh-oh. Be careful about that one. That's just the way I am. So? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is, it, is, is that God's way? Well, that's just the way you are. I, I'm sorry, but, the, but so? It doesn't work with Scripture. That's when you get alone with God, and when God is able to show you, and you're like, well, that's just the way I was. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, that's, and folks, it's, it, we're talking process here. It's process. I, there have been days where, yeah, folks, they have the King James Bible, you, if you could get a hold of YouTube, you can just, whoop, 
If you got <laughs> and you just let him talk, and Alexander Scorby, as long as you can stay awake, you can just keep at, you just listen to him as long as long as you want. But you got to do what you got to do. Your sanctuary has to be your sanctuary. You got to do it. Got to do it. And, you, and and I recommend starting it. And don't stop. Don't stop. Find your sanctuary. Be willing to course correct. I'll tell this story. I, um, changing that course can be one of the most difficult things I think we do as because it's personal. We're talking a personal a personal relationship with Christ. Changing bad thinking or changing the way we are can be one of the hardest things. I had a, a preacher friend. He was into planes. And he would he built his actually his own plane. Okay, it was it wasn't a real nice plane, I guess, but it was a plane. And <laughs> he put all the different, you know, it was I I I don't know all the details, but he was flying along and he kept looking at the what's the one that keeps you like I don't know whatever. The one that keeps you flying level, whatever that that one that that gauge right there, and he kept tapping that thing. Stupid gauge. It can't be right. Kept like he wasn't flying right. Fly, he keeps tapping that gauge. He told he tell the story. He's flying along, and the more and more that he would fly, that stupid gauge was worse and worse. He said that stupid gauge worse. He's like that's why I'm not buying that junk from wherever he bought that. You know, tapping that gauge. But before he knew it, he's flying almost upside down. And just about, if he would have believed the gauge, continued to follow the gauge, he said, he'd tell the story. He said, I would have just flew straight down into the mountain. Until, <laughs> he said, I finally said, I'm the one flying wrong. I'm the one, the, 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 the gauge is correct the gauge is correct. The gauge is correct. My flying is wrong. <laughs> and when he, the gauge is correct, and when he realized, and he corrected the corrected to the gauge, one thing he said it saved he saved his life because he didn't fly upside down into a mountain. But he said the other thing was it was the most uncomfortable, awkward feeling on earth flying back when I was flying level now because he had got accustomed to flying upside down. He got accustomed to that and it seemed natural, right? The natural man understandeth not the things of God. It's just simple. We just don't, we don't get it. We get, it's just the way it is. And he said when he was flying right, everything felt wrong, that he wanted to go back to flying upside down. But he understood too that flying into a mountain, bad. Bad idea. Trust the gauge. Fly it, fly it right. Fly it, trusting. Of course, be willing to love the truth enough to correct or step by step correct the course and then make sure, make sure that that we're, we're paying, well, you can journal or not journal, but if you're paying enough t- attention, if you're like me, if you're paying enough attention and you start seeing, you get alone with God, you start seeing where the course needs corrected and you're starting to write it down 
And then what I found more and more is that I spend more and more time just saying how great God is. How, how, how amazing and how awesome God is. And when it comes time to correct that course, it, it just feels like that's a, I'd lot rather fly this way. I'd just rather fly that way versus <laughs> flying upside down. <clears throat> we, can be care- we can be assured that as for us, or as Asaph said, as for me, the sanctuary is for me. That's for me. As for me, he didn't understand it. He didn't like what was going on. He could look at a lot of things in, in this country. He can look at a lot of things. And he could say, as for me, he's like, I, my feet were gone. He says, I was done. I'm done. How many of you got that place where you're just like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. But then he said, until, until, until he got along with God. Guess what? We, we see Psalm, and we, we went there, we, we see what? Psalm 77, where he talks about God's ways. 73, I'm done. 77, God's ways. Thy way is in the sanctuary. See, last I checked, 73 comes before 77. I'm no math expert, but you know what he learned? His way, God's way is in the sanctuary. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for your way. Lord, I pray if there's any that may be struggling this morning, getting alone with you, getting getting a walk with you, Lord, I pray that, that they will trust your word, that they will set aside a time to get alone with you and your word decide this morning. I pray for the, the, the pastor this morning. I pray for the 11 o'clock. Lord, bless, bless the faith, bless the fellowship here today. And Lord, thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. We're all dismissed. You're all dismissed. <laughs>